the past childhood experiences, the past trauma is a huge one. The, the gagging is a huge one. The sounds is a huge one. So many people do not like the sounds and there's ways to get through that. So everyone's different, you know, there's polar opposites on what someone needs, but whatever they need, we accommodate. And I feel that's all dental professionals. We, we just want to accommodate. We just want to do our job to give you a good, healthy mouth and we'll make it comfortable for you. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode on the Happy Practice Playbook. I'm Mo Jones and in each episode of the show, you'll hear conversations with dentists, office managers, staff, and specialists who know how to create a happy practice. Today, we're joined by Whitney DeFaggio and Alex Westerhoff, co-founders of TeethTalkGirl.com, a consumer-focused oral health informational website. Whitney is also a registered dental hygienist and Alec oversees the day-to-day operations for TeethTalkGirl.com. Alex, Whitney, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. This is fun. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's always a good time here at the Happy Practice Playbook, but we I'm super excited about our topic today and just getting right into it. Like, it's just going to be good. So, of course, we'll start with our statistic, and it is 80% of Americans have some kind of dental fear. How do you guys help practices overcome that? Yeah, that is, isn't that wild when you hear that? Like 80%. That's like a lot of people, right? So, um, you know, so I'm a dental hygienist, like you said. And then I also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash talk, where that's where more than one-on-one in the op with my patients on my YouTube channel is probably where I really realized this statistic, right? Because more people are watching my YouTube videos than I see every day in the office. So um, I think what we realized is that communication is everything, right? Through my YouTube videos, exposure is really helpful. Um, When patients tell me like, or viewers tell me that they're watching my videos and they'll be like, wow, just seeing this procedure, even seeing a dental cleaning or something, just seeing it makes me feel so much less stressed because I can see it. Like now I know what you were doing in my mouth, right? Like, so that's one huge thing. And then the other thing is communication, right? Like Alex and I were talking about how like, you know, if I, if we're going back into the office, right, I always tell my patients or viewers that if you are someone who is scared or you have some kind of fear or past trauma, which is a big one of going to the dentist, tell the front desk when you call and schedule, like tell them, Hey, just so you know, I have this, fear. like this bothers me, this, I'm scared of gagging. I'm scared of whatever your situation is, tell them so they can better accommodate you ahead of time when you come in, you know, so it's and not, it, I think it just, it's good communication is key. So, and you mentioned that is a huge percentage, right? 80%. And I, I, you would think, at least me, that because we live in a world where there's, you can basically get any information you want at the tip of your fingers, that maybe that would be less. So why do you think it's still so high, even in a world where we just have technology and information at our fingertips. Totally. Like Alex was telling me this morning too, that we were, so we get, I read the YouTube comments like every single night. I just, I love to see what everyone's saying about the videos. And um, I think the thing is that there's so many people who still have not yet scheduled an appointment. So it's like, once you do it, it's like ripping the bandaid, right? Like once you do it and you find, like you find a dentist, you trust, you are very comfortable in your situation. You told them what your fears are. They can help you overcome them. And then I feel like the more people that do that and take the first step 
um, that percentage will go down, in my opinion, um, because I don't know, Alex, if you want to share that um, email that you're telling me about this morning, but there's so many people who have not been in so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something that, you know, it just kind of compounds with time, you know, it starts with, you know, maybe you skip your first cleaning, and then you, you know, don't reschedule it, and then six months turn into a year, turn into two years. We had a, an email this morning from someone reaching out saying like, I started watching some of your, some of your videos and, you know, articles on the website. It really inspired me to start taking care of my, you know, oral health again and flossing and things like that. And he shared with us that he hasn't been to the dentist in over 30 years. And he's, you know, worried about that, embarrassed about that. So he's been, you know, over the last few months starting to take care of his oral health and, you know, start flossing and things like that. But he's embarrassed now to go into the practice, go to a, schedule an appointment. You know, he reached out asking if we knew anyone in, you know, New York City that we would trust to, you know, kind of work with him on that because 30 years is such a long time. He, he doesn't even know, you know, where to start, really. So the, the, the you know, 80% number is, is such a large number. And hopefully with time, we can kind of, you know, slowly chip away at that number. But it just all starts with starting somewhere, you know, just, you know, waking up one day and saying, hey, I want to, you know, start taking better care of my overall health. You know, it's so hard to bring yourself to, to do it, right, when you don't want to do it. And I think it's just really comforting to know that, like, our videos, our website, things like that can help inspire people to make that step. And the comment section is unbelievably uplifting and uh, amazing. They all help each other out. Like, hey, like, someone will be like, I'm scared. To, I need to schedule a root canal. I'm scared to do it. Someone else will piggyback a random person will be like hey i actually just had a root canal mm -hmm. it wasn't bad just tell them you need this this and that like they all help each other out and like it's so cool to like really show that it's not that scary once you um like dentistry is so different now than it once was you know we are all about pain management making you comfortable and and we can make it a fun experience you know so when you mentioned, if we can use that patient, for example, who hasn't been to the dentist, right, in yeah. 30 years, how would you advise offices to um, combat that? Because I think initially, right, as providers, um, our listeners want to give that care. And if there's a lot of issues going on, that can seem really scary to the patient. It's like, this is why I don't want to come in. I, I knew something's wrong, but I don't want to hear it. How, how can we bridge that gap of still showing care to the patient, but then not continue to overwhelm them and scare them. Totally. I, I have like, I have a bunch of you. I could like talk. I feel like this is good. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I could talk about this forever. <laughs> um, I have a bunch of videos that um, have different examples on, you know, for example, I always use the patient who's nervous about gagging because I know like x-rays and like a lot of things can make you very uncomfortable. I have videos on both for the clinician and for the patient like how to combat, how to not gag during x-rays. You know what I mean? There's so many different tips and tricks and little things you can find that will work for you. Um, it might not work for everyone, you know? Like I have a list of like 20 different things to try. And I have some people, like I give you the first three like big ones and then like other things that there's all these little tips and tricks. Like, I mean, we all know the breathe through your nose, wiggle your toes. We, we know like certain things, but um, I compiled a list of so many different random things that really help. And it's like a light bulb goes on a, a patient, you know, either the patient or the clinician, because then the clinician knows to tell the patient, oh, I never heard of this one, you know, and because a lot of those I didn't hear of before I did all the research to make those videos. Um, but it's really cool that there's all these little things that can make a big difference, right? And the communication and then all the little tips and tricks, whatever the individual 
fear is we, we can work together and make it a better experience for the patient. Gotcha. And just overall, do you feel when you're looking at the dental fears that people have, is it the same kind of fears or it really is a wide um, array and varies from person to person? I think it's, I hate to say both, but I think it's, there is a wide, there is a lot of them, but the most common ones, there are common ones, right? Like I feel like there are every so often I'll hear something like, oh, I really haven't heard that one, you know, but we're going to figure it out together, you know, but I would say every so often those happen, but more likely than not, there are the past childhood experiences and past trauma is a huge one. Um, the, the gagging is a huge one. The sounds is a huge one. So many people do not like the sounds and there's ways to get through that and, those are probably my top three that just like came to my head. But um, yeah, to know that you're not alone. That's the other thing. I always tell my patients, like, you're not alone. Don't worry. Um, that's a big thing. You're not alone. And I kind of go in that in my, my anxiety video as well. But exposure too, that's another, that's probably, we always say, I have a lot of videos that are just procedural. procedural. They're not at all like I mean, they're still educational, but most of mine are like, hello, this is what you do for this. But the procedure ones are just showing a procedure, like an implant or whatever. And you can watch it be done like in an animated way, or I have like in the mouth, you get to choose what, which one you're feeling. And I've had so many comments that it's just like, wow, just seeing this makes me feel so much better. Because what you hear, because it's your mouth, what you're hearing, you are thinking the worst. You're like, what are they doing in my mouth, right? As a patient. But when you it's hard for the dentist or the dental hygienist or whoever's working with you. It's hard to explain what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry, I'm just doing this. But when they can see it in a video form, I, I've had so many people tell me that helped me because now I knew you weren't like cutting my head off or something. <laughs> like now I know it was just, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it, I think exposure helps so much. Everyone's different. There's some people who don't want to see what's going on. And in that case, right, then we just, I say, do you want me to tell you random stories? Like, that's fine. I'll tell you about my life all day to not think about being at the dentist. So everyone's different. You know, there's polar opposites on what someone needs, but whatever they need, we accommodate. And I feel that's all dental professionals. We, we just want to accommodate. We just want to do our job to give you a good, healthy mouth and we'll make it comfortable for you. Awesome. So as you're talking about visuals, so I personally, I'm not someone that goes on YouTube a whole lot. Yeah. But I am on TikTok, mm -hmm. like a lot of people. And so I, I'm thinking when I do see any kind of procedures, things that I see it on TikTok. And honestly, I feel like it freaks me out more. <laughs> okay, so would you're you say just in, you know, would you both say maybe TikTok is leading to maybe some of this dental fear as well or not? <laughs> good. You, that's a very good point. And oh my goodness, how do you even talk about TikTok without taking five of your hours today? But, um, you know... <laughs> TikTok is a fine line. I think exposure is great. And I think awareness is great. I love how TikTok is, makes more awareness to all these different medical professionals. You know, there's dermatologists, there's this, there's, it's just so cool. I love awareness, but I do think there's a fine line with TikTok because it's such a short amount and people are just squeezing stuff in there without the full story or they're showing scary things. Like you've probably seen like tonsil stones coming out of the throat. I don't know. There's a lot of weird things that you're like, whoa, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> right. But um, I guess I would say I have more reservations with TikTok just because that's the thing. Like how does one decide 
I don't know, how does one decide if you're not in the dental or healthcare profession? How do you know if this is like a legitimate thing or not? Cause it's so quick, TikToks, boom, 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 boom. And you don't even get to hear the credibility of the yeah. person posting it. Like at least on YouTube, usually people introduce themselves. I am so-and-so, but sometimes you just don't know, like, you're like, what did I just watch? So yeah, TikTok, there's a lot of bad trends out there too. And then people get on trends. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, un I'm indifferent. <laughs> Uh, you yes you as soon as you mentioned tonsil stones I was like ah. for 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 a spell I was that was on my FYP and I was like um, respectfully no thank you um, I I just rather not <laughs> I, yeah. but I think too um, what like what effect do you think that has on oral health these these bad TikTok dental trends that you that you mentioned. Yeah. So very, the bad TikTok trends, very detrimental to oral health. I literally, I know I keep saying it, but like, I don't even know where to start with which one I can think of, but I, here's a very easy one. The, the nail, this was a big one, like a few months ago or last year even, but um, the nail files on the teeth. I don't know if you ever saw this one, but people are using nail files. And I, like, I'm sorry, nail files <laughs> on teeth? What? Yes. So <laughs> Why? Yeah, I know. That's Why? what I said, but. I hate it here. <laughs> apparently, it was a trend because people didn't like their pointy canines. You know, the eye teeth, the canines. Um, the, the, you know, yeah. the vampire things. Um, yeah. Um, they didn't like those, so they would file them down with nail files so all their teeth were even. And this is really, really bad because like, I don't know, like if you know, like enamel, tooth enamel does not grow back. Once it's gone, it's gone. So you just like filed, there's so many, I feel like it's kind of self-explanatory to how that's bad, but I can go into the depth of tooth anatomy if you want it. But it's just, that's a bad one, self-explanatory. But then there's some that aren't as obvious, right? So like um, mm -hmm. a lot of people were doing this thing where they were squishing with hydrogen peroxide daily for 30 minutes every day, this was the trend, 30 minutes. Just imagine your cheeks and your jaw. But um, Who has 30 minutes <laughs> to do that? <laughs> so a lot of times what they'll try to do too is they'll try to make it like as a, a you know, a money saver option. You know, like, hey, this is a cheaper way to do, you know, yeah. teeth whitening or, you know, don't get implants, buy this random product and melt it down yourself. And so it, it's, it's, yeah, it's just all over the place. There's a million hor horror stories on there. Totally. The DIYs. But yeah. And then they're not obvious. Yeah. Like the hydrogen peroxide one, you would think, oh, that can't hurt, but it can. Like if you take away all the good bacteria in your mouth, you're not only killing the good and the bad, but if you're taking away all the good, there's something that's called black hairy tongue. You can Google it if you want. It's called black hairy tongue. And that happens when you mess up the bacterial flora in your mouth. And this was happening to a bunch of people who not, not to mention, all the, the sores on your mouth from swishing with peroxide because when you're whitening with white strips or something, it's only on your teeth. It's not on all the tissues. I could go on and on. There's a lot of bad things that don't seem obvious when you're like, oh, I could swish with hydrogen peroxide. It's like, no, there's so many negatives that I, you know, so, but yeah, like Alex said, it's usually a D it's usually trying to be a money saver and it ends up being like, you probably, some of those, like with the nail files, it ends up being, you have to spend more money to fix the problem you just caused, you know? looking shocked <laughs> you know um listen to quote to quote tiktok the woman was too stunned to speak <laughs> i i have i have no words i'm just thinking of myself you know for me right this 
the nail files, any of the hydrogen peroxide seems like common sense, but mm-hmm. common sense ain't common to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine uh, for our listeners and being a provider and seeing these trends and people doing this. And I just, I, I'm, I'm sure it's, I mean, on the one hand, it's like, okay, I, you know, that's good business because they're going to have to come to me for help. But also, I feel like yeah. I'd be a provider like I, I don't want to have to fix this problem because right. you're being ridiculous. Totally. And like <laughs> if you would just listen to me. <laughs> exactly. And like as a dental hygienist, I'm all about prevention. Like dental hygienists, we're like preventing. Right. So it's it's especially hard for me because I'm like, no, this is so preventable. Right. Like as a, de- you know, a dentist. Yeah. Like and a dentist feels bad, too, when they see young kids you know, doing this and they're like, wow, like we have to patch up something that this is going to bother you for the rest of your life. Like, you know, like veneers, some kids, there's so many things, but you, they don't last forever like veneers. So kids that are doing this at like age 14 or whatever, like weird things, like it, they have to like kind of deal with this for the rest of their life now, you know? So it is really sad. Um, and I, we're trying our best to put the good information out there, you know? (laughs) I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, I, I'm honestly still in shock. I, I'm shooketh. Um, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So a question for that though is so, right. Um, Alex mentioned that a lot of times these, these bad TikTok dental um, trends are seen as a money saver. And so how, how do you advise offices to combat that? Because I think, right, if you have um, you know, a practice owner or even just a dentist or digest that says, hey, don't do that, the patient may take it as like, oh, you're only saying that because you want me in the chair and you want my money. And this really could save you money. How do you, how do you combat that? The opposite. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I think it's, it's, it's continuous <laughs> education, really, from a, a, a TikTok yeah. perspective. It's, you know, you're just going through the apps, you know, watching random things, you know, first it's tonsil stones, then it's teeth grinding, and then, you know, you're on to, you know, puppies and rainbows, on to some other, whatever the algorithm is telling you to think about. <laughs> um, but it's, re- it's really just getting the education and continuing, you know, to work with them. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard because, yeah, you know, the, the, the practice might say, hey, it's, you know, this procedure is going to cost a couple hundred bucks. Like, well, I can do this off TikTok. <laughs> like TikTok would teach me teach me how to do it and just go on there and, and, and learn there. And that's why, you know, a lot of the stuff that we created with TikTok.com and the YouTube channel was to put that good information out there. So, you know, we can we started doing it, you know, before TikTok was really, really popular, but you know, just kind of combat some of that bad information out there and get, you know, educated patients in those chairs, you know, that really want to take care of their oral health and, you know, understand that, you know. It's not, you know, oral oral health and dentistry isn't a one size fits all kind of solution. You know, everyone's different and has different issues and have to work, you know, with your healthcare provider to, you know, get that care for your mouth. Totally. And, you know, hearing things more than once is so important. I always say, Mm -hmm. like, you can say a million things to the patient when you're in the chair with them one on one. And especially if there's fear involved, right? Like if they're nervous, they, they might not respond to it well. They're, they're anxious in the chair. They're not really, you're not able to pay good attention when you're anxious. Plus dentistry is like a foreign language. So if you're trying to tell patients, don't do this, but do this, but don't do that. It's a lot for a patient to hear when they're getting dental work done. So um, I think the website and YouTube channel, like you said, Alex, like really helps. Like I kind of started it like as a selfish way in a sense that like, 
I figured, you know, I can't write everything on a post-it note for, for my patient. Like at the end, I can't just write everything I just said on a post-it note. It was easier for me to like create a website and say, Hey, everything I just talked about in 2000 words, go to teethogirl.com. <laughs> like it just, it kind of, it makes it easier to get the information in more places. I mean, if you think about like high school, college, being a student, you always want to kind of read things twice when you're studying, right? Things don't stick when they're not something that you're interested in, right? So uh, people generally aren't that interested in teeth. So we try to make it stick by getting getting the information from different avenues. And, and it's been really, really cool how it's like a full circle helps everyone, you know, the, the dental professionals and the patients. So would you find that it's better that um, offices and practitioners, they just continue to give the education as it is to their patients or if they are they're aware of the trends going on, not just TikTok, but social media and trying to be preventive and giving information related to that versus just the overall general information. I don't know if that question made sense. No, yeah, I think both. I think both. Right. And I think base it on your patient's interest. It totally made sense. <laughs> you're, um, but no, you're, I just, <laughs> I just, I don't know if I make sense when I answer, but um, no, I, <laughs> but I really think that, you know, I think like Alex was saying too, dentistry is not a one size fits all and like catering to what your patient's needs are. If they want to like talk about TikTok and TikTok trends or if I've had patients ask me like, Hey, I saw this on TikTok. Should I do it? And I'm usually like, probably not, but I'm like, here, let me hear it out. Maybe it's okay. But, <laughs> but, um, I think it's, it's just being open, open with your patients and saying like, Hey, I'm here to take care of your teeth and your mouth and your overall, you know, um, dental health. So just please, I think being open and saying, always tell me before you do anything to your teeth, like as a clinician, please just tell me, let me know. So then I know what's going on and we can maintain your teeth together. Cause that's what you go to the dentist for. So I just feel make it, it's again, it all comes back to communi communication, right? <laughs> communication is key. See what each patient needs. Now with teethtalkgirl.com, you guys have given information and it's really for kind of the masses. So how do you guys determine what goes on the website, what you're putting on there? It's a lot of information that we kind of produce is all based on, you know, what's trending one, you know, so a lot of stuff around, you know, what is, you know, popular on TikToks, you know, right now, you know, Halloween's, you know, a, a popular topic. So, you know, we have information about, you know, like, the Starbucks drinks, you know, the holiday drinks, you know, how bad are those really for your teeth and, you know, content around that. So, you know, it's, it's for the general public to get, you know, education about any topic, whether it's teeth whitening, you know, you know, why the roof of my mouth is itchy or also to, you know, how bad are those, you know, Starbucks holiday drinks really for your teeth? You know, how much sugar is actually in there and the likelihood of you getting a cavity from having those uh, holiday drinks. So the, the content is, all based for the general public. It's all about just getting awareness about the oral health to them um, in different ways that they consume it. You know, whether it's on the YouTube, the YouTube channel and website basically go hand in hand. So if we have a YouTube video, we also have an article on the website because some people like to read, some people like to watch videos and we try to, you know, just hit the masses as much as we can and just provide general awareness and importance of oral health to them. And all the stuff is medically reviewed. We have dentists that we work with that actually medically review it all. You know, if, if things, you know, change in the in the dental industry, if we need to, you know, update information that's reviewed um, all the time. So we try to just make sure that we put out the best information possible. 
Um, Whitney to and Alex, you you've briefly mentioned it a, l- a little bit, but what what inspired you to spread that oral health awareness, and what continues to drive that passion? Totally, yeah. I first when I first graduated from dental hygiene school, it all started without a plan. I was just doing it for fun. I was waiting for my dental hygiene license to arrive in the mail. And I was so excited about patient education. I was working as as a dental assistant at the time. And I was just so eager to be a hygienist (laughs) because that's what I just went to school for. And I couldn't do it until my license physically arrived. So I was like, oh, I just want to talk about patient education. Long story short, I made the YouTube video. Like I made a random YouTube video about dentistry. I figured, hey, I like making videos. I just learned all about teeth for two years in dental hygiene school. Let's, you know. So um, I made the video and then I really just did it like I don't want to say to just to like amuse myself and have fun and like maybe someone would learn, but I really didn't think people would watch, right? And then I found out like a lot of people watched that first video and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, and then they started asking for more and I was like, I actually enjoyed that. Maybe I'll make more. And it was very organic, I guess is my answer. I just made a video, people watched and I kept making videos. But I, the reason I continue is because it obviously grew into this whole thing where it's not only a YouTube channel, now we have the website. And it's just so cool that we can really actually help people. I know that sounds like so like, I don't know, silly or something, but I when I these comments that people like it is the coolest community that we've kind of like all built together, all the community, I'm like including everyone that watches my videos, like all of us together have all just like asked for more videos we've built each other up. We've helped people want to go to the dentist. Like every, you know, everyone is just so positive and knock on wood. I hope it always stays like that, but everyone's so positive and just like wants to help each other. And some people, most of them are just teeth enthusiasts. They're not in the dental world. They just like health. You know how many like wellness and exercise channels there are now, right? On YouTube. It's like people are really excited to take care of their bodies. And I think that's really cool because it's really important. That's what life is all about, right? Is be healthy, happy. And so long story short, that's when it all turned into where Alex really um, came in. We knew we needed to do even more with that because of all the comments that we're always getting. I think you said we're Chicago based. And I think earlier you said something about that man or woman or whoever it was asked about, um, do you know any dentists in New York? I started getting a lot of those questions. Like, okay, Whitney, like I want to, I live in Dallas. I live in Miami. I live like any, like, do you know any dentists? And I'd be like, no, I'm in Chicago. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know anyone. So that's how we kind of like built out the next part of our, you know, and Alex, if if you want to. Yeah. We just organically kind of built a huge marketing funnel for people looking for oral health help. You know, all of our, basically all of our videos and stuff at the end, basically say, Hey, go to, go to your dentist. (laughs) Like here's the general answer for your information. But at the end of the day, make an appointment at your local dentist. And I think that was something that was kind of funny. We didn't realize like many people don't go to the dentist. Like we always made the videos and articles basically just lead to saying, go to the dentist. And people are now reaching out to us saying, we don't have a dentist. I don't have a dentist or I just moved here. Do you know a dentist here? And we kind of built a whole thing for that exact reason with Teeth Talk ads to kind of funnel people to, you know, practices that we think are good, you know, good practices that, you know, have a good standard of care, do things like that to really kind of help provide patients with a good dental practice near them. 
I think that's so great. You know, you're giving that customer, customer, sorry, that patient (laughs) knowledge and education and extending it further saying, hey, this is where, you know, the next step is, Mm -hmm. right? And now you need to find a provider and here's what we, you know, where he is, which I think is so great. And also to, to what you're saying, Whitney, isn't it absolutely insane when you make a video and you're like, I'm just doing it for myself for fun. And then all of a sudden you see people are watching it and liking it. Like it's, it's wild, at least to me, because mm-hmm. there's sometimes I have to, I've made a few TikToks and people's commenting or like how many likes are watched. I'm like, you know, this was like a dumb TikTok I made <laughs> just because, but wow, people like it. That's crazy. It makes you feel good. Like, yeah, we're all in this together and like, how cool, right? You're like, wow, I can actually like reach other people. So like, if I'm going to, I want to do the best thing I can and help people um, learn more about what I know about, you know, we, I think, I think that's so cool how we can all have our own niche and like, I, I always use dermatologists, but like, I just love following all the dermatology people. <laughs> I love how like you could learn about dermatology. You could learn about that. Yeah. Right. And like, you could learn about dentistry. You could learn about, it's so cool that we can all share our knowledge and, and I, yeah, that's, it just feels so good. Yes. TikTok can be good, but you know, you gotta, you gotta take it not with a grain of salt, but with a pound of salt. <laughs> so cause common sense ain't common for everybody. hundred <laughs> percent. We're almost out of time, but we love to leave our listeners with a motivational tip. So if you could take one page out of your playbook of success, what would it be? You know, I always say like, not only is like, I always just say to like, be your, I know this is going to be like, what? But I always say like, be yourself, no matter who you are, if you stay true to yourself and you're not trying to do something because other people are doing it. I started YouTube before TikTok existed, right? And like, I don't, you know, I love what I do and I just keep doing it. I didn't start it because I wanted to make it. Do you know, like, I feel a lot of people start things because they want to become something or something, which is fine. That's that's cool. But I just feel like having a passion and doing it because you really enjoy it thoroughly. Um, that's the only way that like, you're going to be fulfilled. You know what I mean? So I know that probably is a wild thing for dentists but then or like I know this is like dentist listening but I just I really feel that though like if you are just doing something to like maybe grow your practice or or you're like you're going through all these steps that you don't want to do like maybe you don't have to do it that way you know what I mean like just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean you have to um like I don't know like you don't I think another cool thing is that and what we've learned through teeth talk girl um is that we have this platform that we love, we love creating, we love making our videos and our articles and our content and all the social media stuff. We love doing it. And we made it where other dentists can hang out with my audience and they don't have to do all that other stuff. They can just like hang out with my audience and like, we can all be in this together. You know what I mean? Like if social media is not your thing, does that make sense? (laughs) But Yes. In all aspects. Okay. Thank you. I'm like, in all aspects, like, you know, like if you like, yeah, that was my only, I can't even think of an analogy, but I don't know if you want to piggyback on that. Alex. (laughs) No, it's, I think it's a good point because it, uh, you know, everyone has different interests. Uh, Other people are comfortable doing, you know, talking to, you know, news outlets, talking to the camera. Other people are like, no, I don't want to do that. I just want to, you know, be a dentist. <laughs> I didn't go, I don't want to do, you know, the social media stuff. I don't want to do blogs. I don't want to do SEO stuff, but that's, that's totally fine with the kind of what we've built. We allow people to kind of advertise on top of our audience and get the information uh, that we've been able to build and, and get, 
you know, happy patients into their chairs. So it's something that we, we are really, you know, are proud of and something that we didn't think ever that we would build into what we have today. Thank you. You were the spark notes of my answer. I appreciate that. You really cleaned that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> Good old spark notes. I haven't used those in a long time. I haven't thought of that in a lot, that website in a long, long time. <laughs> Throwback. I know. So really just being who you are yeah. and Honestly, when you guys were talking, it made me think of the Lion King when Mufasa <laughs> comes to Simba. He's like, remember who you are. I feel like it's kind of like that. Like, there's no need to, you know, change who you are entirely. Yeah. To, you know, stick to it you know, and build upon your strengths, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that will, will show through. <laughs> so I love that. I give the most obscure references that was such on a the good. show, man. But that is a wrap for today. Alex Whitney, thank you so much for being with us. And thanks to everyone listening. If you like what you heard today, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next episode. We hope you'll join us next time. It's your girl, Mo Jones. <laughs>